Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us this morning on the podcast as we are uh, in Ephesians chapter 4 this week. And um, as Ephesians chapter 4 opened up with the thought of unity, uh, we're taking a look uh, this week at what is unity in the church? How do we achieve unity in the church? Let's go ahead and start by looking at Ephesians chapter 4. In uh, verse 3, the Bible says this, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all in you. So here in the book of Ephesians, uh, we find that there is to be a unity. And so we started out on Monday by asking the question, then what is unity? And we saw that unity means agreement. Unity means oneness. And so if we are going to accomplish a work for Christ, there must be a unity. We need unity in our families. We need unity in our churches. But we don't need unity just for the sake of having unity. We need unity to accomplish the work that God has given us to do. In fact, Amos chapter 3 and verse 3 tells us this, can two walk together except they be agreed. And so unity is agreement. And uh, it doesn't just mean that everybody should get together. It means that we should get together behind the truth. And we saw that in Second uh, John and Third John. And so then by way of introduction, let me just remind you three things. First of all, there should be unity in the church. We saw that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we saw that in Ephesians chapter 4. Second of all, unity does not mean a uniformity of people. We're not all um, going to be the same. We're, we're God made us unique individuals, and, and that's one of the things I love about um, God. This world is trying to push us into its mold, trying to make everybody uh, think the same, walk the same, look the same, talk the same. And while doing that, they're telling you to be your own man. But yet God truly did make us as unique individuals. And unity then comes as we follow his purpose and plan that he's laid out for us. And to realize as you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, yes, we're all different, but everybody has a place in the work of God and God made everybody the way they are to fulfill his purpose for their life. And then number three, just by way of introduction, is unity then is uniformity of purpose and belief. Uniformity is uniformity of purpose and belief. It's all of us getting together behind the truths of the Word of God. And we saw that yesterday when we talked about then how do we have unity in the church? And we said, number one, unity comes from having the same doctrine. We're, we're all reading uh, the King James Bible. We're, we're getting in the Word of God. We're finding out what the Bible says. And, and then as we get in the Word of God and the Word of God is preached and we read it, we can have unity following the same doctrine and following the word, the teachings of the Word of God. Second of all, what brings unity in the church? And this is what I want us to look at this morning, and that is having the same duties, having the same duties. And so we find that unity comes from the same doctrine, but unity also comes from having the same duties. We all have to be unified in our purpose. And the, church, uh, the, the purpose of the church, I believe, is twofold. First of all, number one, to glorify God, but second of all, to fulfill uh, the great commission that, that Jesus Christ left us here with. And so as we think about the purpose we've been given, we can have unity as we get together behind the same duty. 
duties. We're all trying to accomplish the same purpose, and that's to bring glory to God, and that is to fulfill the Great Commission, which is to get the gospel to the world, uh, to baptize uh, believers, and then to teach and train them uh, to go out and to reach others as well. And so the Great Commission. And we find this unity that came, as you read the book of Acts and you read about the early church, you find that this church was unified one of the things that brought this unity was they were all busy with the same duties. Acts chapter 1 and verse 13 says this, And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotus, and Judas, the brother of James. And then verse 14 of Acts chapter 1 says this, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, his brethren. Notice they were all in one accord. How? As they continued with the same duties. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 says this, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And then at the end of chapter 2 in Acts, you read this, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor of all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And here in Acts chapter 2, you find that this unity came. Why? Because they were following the same doctrine, the doctrine of the Word of God, and they were all busy with the same duties. You know, there's something about working together for the same cause and the same purpose that brings a a spirit of oneness, brings a spirit of unity um, and and teamwork. I mean, you look at teams and and even sports teams, those those people on those teams sometimes have very close relationships and almost like brother relationships. Why? Because they're working together for the same purpose. And that's how it ought to be in the church as we are working together to bring glory to God, as we are working together to fulfill the great commission. Oh, it ought to bring a a spirit of oneness, a a spirit of unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we ought to have such a close relationship with those we work with in the church. Let's go ahead and look at one other passage that that speaks about this, and that's 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. 1 Corinthians in chapter 3, Paul writes to this church, he says, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you, and now he's getting ready to rebuke them, and listen to what he rebukes them for. There is among you envying, strife, and divisions. Are ye not yet carnal and walk as men? And so he's 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 rebuking them for their lack of unity in the church, the divisions, the strife, the envy in the church. Verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave every man? I have planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Did you see that? Those those are two different jobs done by two different people, planting and watering. But yet he says in verse 8, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers, notice this, together with God. 
ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is rebuking this church for their lack of unity, for their divisions, for their strife, for their envying. But then as he's teaching them, he's reminding them, he says, hey, we're all on the same team. Okay, one of you planted, the other one watered. He said, but in the end, we're all working for God, and it's God that gives the increase. In the end, we're on the same team trying to fulfill the same purpose. And so Paul was teaching them, you know what brings unity in the church? The same duties, getting behind each other and working together to fulfill the purpose and the will of God. And so as we talk about unity in the church this week, we saw yesterday what brings unity having the same doctrine. What brings unity? Number two, having the same duties. Uh, be back here tomorrow morning and we'll look at, there's two more things that bring unity in the church. I'm going to try to cover both of those on tomorrow's broadcast. I hope you can tune in. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Father, thank you for everything you've done for us. And Father, I thank you that we can. Lord, in a day and age where it seems like families are falling apart, churches are fighting, thank you that, Lord, we can get in your word and we can Lord, have unity to accomplish the work you've left us here to do. Father, we love you. We need you. I pray you'd help us in all that we do. Be it for our Bible studies tonight across the nation, Lord, and uh, churches that are preaching the Bible. I pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your power and use us to be a witness for you in these last days. Lord, we love you and need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.